Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Carrie Heller, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder really. It's interesting because it's ADHD, as it's commonly called, is probably one of the most well-known disorders you know in the general public. While it's something that certainly impacts kids a lot, there are actually a lot of adults that do have it that have never been diagnosed. Are you kind of wondering what it's all about? So I'm going to talk a little bit today about what is ADHD beyond kind of some of the stereotypes that you might expect, because there are a lot of times where people have, I mean, it can create a lot lifelong difficulties if it's not, if it's not managed, but at the same time, it's actually one of the most treatable disorders. And there's lots of different things you can do, not just medication to help. So tune in, continue on listening, and we're going to talk and give you some helpful guidance on, on this. All right, so to get technical with what ADHD is, the ADHD criteria is in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders, 5th edition, or DSM-5 for short. The way the criteria is set up is there are three types of ADH- main types of ADHD. There's ADHD predominantly in intentive presentation, which means that someone has at least, if they're 17 or younger or under 17, at least you know six, six pot of the symptoms for inattention. For the hyperactive slash impulsive presentation form, they have at least six symptoms if they're under 17 or at least five if they're over 17. And for the combined presentation option that or diagnosis, that would be basically someone who has at least you know six or five um, inattentive and hyperactive slash impulsive symptoms based on based on their age. So you essentially have ADHD, predominantly inattentive presentation, ADHD predominantly hyperactive slash impulsive presentation and ADHD combined presentation. So these are the three main types of ADHD. With ADHD, probably the more, most common symptoms that people think about are trouble with focus. You know, I can't pay attention. I can't sustain my attention. Or trouble with hyperactivity. You know, someone who just, you know, a little kid who's bouncing off the walls and can't sit still or an adult that just is constantly getting up and just can't sit and get, and get stuff done. Or in general, someone who's very disorganized. You know, and these are often very common red flags for ADHD. But you know, those symptoms certainly it could be ADHD, but there are other things that could possibly be as well. And so that's where you know, looking further at what's going on can be really beneficial, both to figure out is there ADHD present or is it some other thing that's causing these symptoms. You know, common things with ADHD that are again are often less well focused on, but can often be signs of ADHD are you know difficulty keeping on top of work deadlines or knowing what the deadlines are, but not getting yourself to sit down and do the work to, to meet those. Trouble responding to emails in a timely manner. Difficulties responding to text messages. Often being late for things. Having a hard time looking at what you have to do and playing it all out. Or making plans with friends and not keeping it. I mean, again, there are many reasons why those things occur that are not just due to ADHD, but these are just a, a few of the maybe not quite as focused on things that could possibly be related to ADHD. So if you're wondering if you have ADHD, the question then becomes, what kind of professional do you seek out to figure this out? There are different ways of approaching it. So for kids, sometimes going to a pediatrician is often a, a first starting point to get you know, a basic, you know, do some questionnaires and start to get a feel of should this be evaluated more, or can a pediatrician start to figure out what's needed. For an adult, it's a little more complicated. I mean, a primary care doctor could 
be a good starting point. A lot of cases, going to a psychologist, you know, if you're going to do formal testing to figure out, can be oftentimes be really useful. Or a psychiatrist sometimes does a formal evaluation. A lot of it also depends on like what information you want to gain. So, do you, is it just about getting a sense of this is a diagnosis, or are you looking at medication? I mean, if you're looking at medication, going to a psychiatrist might be a good starting point in terms of, you know, if it's clear cut enough for them to be able to do an you know, clinical interview, and from there, figure out what else is needed to then be a prescribed medication. In other cases, especially if it's really complex, or there's a lot of other possible things that could be going on, like anxiety, that's sometimes where formal testing with a psychologist might be really helpful. So there's several different options, you just have to sort of figure out for you what makes the most sense. Alright, so once you figure out from the evaluation, if you have ADHD, the next question becomes what kind of treatment options are available and what makes the most sense? I would highly recommend that you trust whoever does an evaluation to guide you for you as a person on what treatment options make the most sense. Generally speaking, the most common ones include medication, which can often help with the focus, impulse control, getting started on tasks. In most cases, they may help a lot, but they're not going to magically fix everything or give you organizational skills. They may make it easier to implement organizational strategies, but you know, medication, again, is not often the complete be all and end all for AHE. It's definitely one big part of it, evaluation, but again, it's also not something that's required by any means. There are lots of people with AHE that don't take medication for a variety of reasons. And so it's important to sort of value that for yourself if you have AHE, if it's something that you would want to do that makes sense for you. Therapy is another common treatment that helps with you know various things in terms of managing any negative feelings, low self-esteem, uh, self better self-regulation, emotion regulation, lots of other things that are related to ADHD you know, and behavioral strategies for improving attention as well. So lots of things that could be really helpful for treating ADHD. Other things that can be really helpful in treating ADHD are what's called ADHD or executive function coaching, which essentially are working with professionals who will help with the real nitty gritty of, you know, time management. So keeping using a calendar, keeping track of tasks, assignments, planning, organizing, physical organization, you know, lots of like the real nuts and bolts that are often really hard for people with ADHD. So with this, I mean, there are lots of professionals that do this. I would definitely encourage you to check the qualifications because there are some certifications for coaching programs, but there are a lot of people also that refer themselves to coaching as coaches that have absolutely no background or training because it's not regulated in the same way that, you know, being a mental health professional would be because of licensure. So it's, so again, it's important to just get a sense of who the person is that you're working with and just make sure that they have knowledge and understanding to be able to be, be helpful. But coaching is a very practical sort of strategy that can be really useful for, for helping to manage ADHD symptoms. Lifestyle changes are another important thing. So things like eating healthy, getting enough sleep, exercise, all these things that probably should be doing anyway can be especially helpful in you know, offsetting some of the negative symptoms of ADHD and helping you to thrive in life. In terms of resources, there's definitely a lot out there. One of the best resources for everything ADHD is CHAD, which is a national nonprofit organization. They offer various support groups uh, locally, which and with the pandemic, a lot of them are, are still on, on Zoom, but they offer all sorts of resources in the local communities, as well as CHAD National has lots of tr trainings, I mean, countless online articles, toolkits, 
all sorts of things. Uh, Attention Magazine is an awesome thing they have. Uh, and for you know, a couple times a year, or I guess it's every two months, there's a, it's a great magazine that has lots of um, you know, really useful articles. They have a blog. So it's a really great resource for everything ADHD. So I definitely can suggest checking that out if, if you have any questions related to ADHD and are looking for kind of a, you know, a, a resource that's backed by science and gives a lot, of, a lot of good practical information on what to do in different situations. I hope that this podcast episode has been helpful in getting you thinking about what ADHD really is, understanding it, and if the things I'm talking about are things that really resonate with you and you're having trouble with these things in your life, it can often be helpful to figure out, you know, getting some sort of support, whether it's a formal evaluation or just, you know, some treatment or or coaching to figure out how to make things better. Because regardless of whatever the diagnosis is, it's important to figure out how do these things impact you as a person. And in turn, they can help you to be the best version of yourself. Until next time, I'm Dr. Kerry Heller.